One of the most glorious, seldom talked about paradoxes of the church, the body of Christ, is the fact that it's both nothing at all, like just disparate people going about their lives, and also everything, the total for all time reconstitution of the literal life of Jesus. Today, briefly, I want to give you two images from history that I think are helpful for us in understanding what it is we are as the body. First, what we are when we're together in fellowship, then what it kind of looks like as we then separate, say, on a Sunday late morning to head back into our, quote, normal lives. So first of all, what we are together. Well, if you know me well, you know I'm fascinated by the French Revolution. And before it descended into chaos and guillotines and all that, in 1789, when King Louis called together what's called the Estates Generales, which was the three parts of society, most importantly in this case, the third estate, the the regular folks, what happened in front of him, the nobility, and the clergymen was stunning. Because the third estate, the regular people, people like you and me, suddenly began to realize that they were the nation, that where they were was France. And this was stunning to the the leadership, to the nobility, to the aristocracy. And there's this famous moment when the regular people like you and me repair over to the royal tennis court pavilion, essentially. And there's this famous moment where a a speaker named Jean-Joseph Mounier gets up and proposes that they should not separate until there's a new constitution and that where they are is France. It's very dramatic. But I want you to listen. One of the best writers on the French Revolution writes about kind of the moment and the stunning realization that they have as average people that where they are is the nation. So this is from the the writer Simon Schama from his book, Citizens. He says, Mounier's words in the Royal Tennis Court cut the assembly loose from its mooring in a particular space. Until that moment, the ordering of sovereign institutions in France had been defined by the space they were given to occupy, palaces of justice, council rooms, courts. But Mounier's motion set the vessel of state off on a sea of abstraction. Wherever they were gathered was to be the National Assembly. And in that same work, just a few pages on, he describes the moment when the king comes into the presence of the regular people, uh, speaks very magnificently to all of them as they sit silent, and then he leaves thinking that he's ended the dispute. Listen to this. It says, following the exit in deathly silence of the king and the court, carpenters entered to dismantle the dais and platforms used for the ceremony. The third, meaning the third estate, remained defiantly seated amidst the clatter and hammering and metamorphosed once again into the National Assembly. I find that image so stunning. First, the image of of Mounier giving these regular people a sense that, wait a moment, where we are is France. We comprise the spirit of this collective idea that we call the modern nation. Well, friends, how much bigger, how much better 
is the reality that Jesus gives us that where two or more, just two or more are gathered, so is he. And I think sometimes we hear that from the book of Matthew and we hear it from his lips and it's completely abstract. We think of it maybe uh, sort of his vague presence as being there. But what I want to remind you today in the this is absolutely everything quality of the body of Christ is that when two of us get together, when we invite, yes, the presence of Jesus into it, not only is he present, but he is manifesting. He's actually showing to the earth and the people around us who he is by his presence in us. He is remaking his life in these lives. So whether this Sunday you're together in a large fellowship or you're having a coffee later today with a friend or two in his name, I would remind you in the spirit of the French Revolution, in our revolution, where we are, he is. We manifest him. We show the earth exactly what he's like all over again by letting his life relive itself through us, just like the third estate in 1789. So that's image one. That's when we come together. But what about when we separate? What about, uh, say, 11 a.m. on Sunday morning when we all walk out the doors or when you finish your Bible study or when you finish that coffee with a friend or two and you walk back out into your, quote, normal life? What's the image then? Well, from history, uh, again, there's a moment on July 1st, uh, 1863. We're at Gettysburg, one of the greatest battles of the entirety of the Civil War. And there comes this very dramatic moment where a General Robinson has placed a group, that's the 16th Maine from the state of Maine, he's placed them on a particular spot along the edge of the line. And it's an impossible spot. They're already being fired upon from a couple different angles, and they're almost about to be outflanked. And so there's this sense of, we're going to have to disperse. We're going to have to, frankly, make a run for it. And this is from the fabulous historian Bruce Catton. I want you to listen to this. He writes, The color bearer went dodging along the line at last, and each man tore off a piece of the regimental flag and tucked it in his pocket. And then it was every man for himself. And those who were still on their feet struck out for Cemetery Hill south of town. Friends, first and foremost, we are never in defeat. So we don't read it quite from that same angle. But we are surrounded. We are in a world that would say, what are you talking about? That Jesus lived 2,000 years ago. What in the world are you living for? Friends, when we're together, we're like the third estate. But the minute it's time to disperse, here's the picture for your heart. The living Jesus his Holy Spirit comes down the line, comes down the pew. And it's your job to reach forward, to grab a hold, to tear off a piece of the regimental colors, to tuck it into your heart, to say, I have a portion of that Holy Spirit, just like every other person in this sanctuary or in this fellowship. And as you rise, you rise in power with him. When we disperse, we are never apart. When we go out, it is not every man for himself. It's every man, woman, and child for him. 
So my encouragement to you when you gather next with your uh, Christian brothers and sisters is to remember that where you are is Jesus. And when you go, you carry the colors in your chest. You walk out, you strike out for where he is sending you next and you are not diminished by being disparate. What I love about following Jesus is that there's never a moment that it's not happening and there's never a moment when we're alone. The whole thing is glorious. Thanks for listening.